Quiz episode of the Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Don't know about MyBookie? They are redefining the gaming scene for both sports betting and online casino games. Sign up at MyBookie.ag using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN to claim a deposit match up to $1,000. That is right, $1,000. Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Saturday morning. Kind of wishing I had slept in already. If you listen to the pre-show, Max, what is going on? Listen, I I, I just want to skip over me. I I need to know what's wrong with Panther. No. <laughs> I'm worried. Like he he says that he's going to save it for the for the opening or save it for the show. So I I got to get to it, Panther. What, what's going on? You're going to be disappointed, but so like I've been putting a lot more work into what I do. All right, I'm trying to keep up with you and Rich, and you know. I did college picks like two days before. Like I'm doing this research and then like nothing like yesterday, just shit the bed. Can't get the Hawaii. Hawaii's not even competitive. I know you want to just throw Tulsa out there and rub my face in that. The Minnesota golden Gophers. What the fuck? So now I was feeling really good coming into today until I saw the results of those scores. I did all this research for the NFL. So now I'm just like, I think I'm going to go back to just listen to you guys talk and I'll just make this shit up as I go. I don't know. I'm just, yesterday just sucked. I'm salty. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I wasn't going to throw Tulsa in your face. I was going to throw it in Arch's face. Arch yeah, is, I'm going to bet Tulsa. Arch was like banging the drum on Tulsa. And I, 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 there's no reason. There is absolutely no reason that Tulsa should have won that game. Like East, East Carolina dominated that game. It was really in that fourth quarter in the final two and a half minutes like three questionable calls that the referees gave to Tulsa to win that game in a row <laughs> in a row. It was, it was okay. Fourth down and 21 pass interference. Okay. I'll take it. You know what? He had the guy's arm hooked around fine. Next play. Absolutely. Next play, a fumble, clear fumble. No, he was down. Uh, oh, okay. Another fourth down. The ball is literally the tip of the ball is on the ground. That was a catch. Like three plays in a row, essentially. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Welcome to college football, Max. I, man, it was it was driving me nuts. And, and you know, I was joking uh, yesterday that as I go, I should just money line this thing. My TV would be smashed right now if I if I money line that game. Like I, my TV, like smashed right now. I'd be I'd be in a deficit because I'd have to buy a new TV. Uh, yeah. So that that that's where I'm at. Oh, Rich, are you having an existential crisis too? No, I don't have a crisis. I'm too too CTE riddled to remember that I was upset about something. <laughs> I, um, I you know yesterday I, I I had my computer models and I could have been two and one, but instead I was zero and one. That's the way it goes. You got to be like a closer in baseball, man. You have a bad day, shrug it off, come back the next day, throw hard hard and high, just to let the batters know you're alive. So it just means you're going to be better today in football. That's all, Panther. There you go. Well, yeah. NFL football, that is. <laughs> All right. As Rich alluded to, we are here to talk about the National Football League Week 8. I'm stoked. Crazy shit going on out there, boys. Let's get to it. Uh, first up, we've got the Indianapolis Colts going to Detroit. It opened up Colts uh, minus uh, two and a half. It's minus three now. You know, I've been highly critical of Philip Rivers. And in week six, it looked obvious that this dude was done. Time to push him aside. He was down 21 points. I'm like, just get him out of the game. He decides to throw three touchdowns and 400 yards. <laughs> so I guess I was wrong. I guess I, I buried Phillip Rivers a little too early. The Lions, though, they appear to be a team on the rise. Maybe Matt Patricia's going to kick us in the dick again. Maybe. But... They've won three or four, and it looks as of right now, he saved his job, and he's got this team playing really good football. Uh, their signature win, I'd say, was probably back in week three over the Cardinals. But much like the Panthers on that Thursday night game, I just see this as, as you know, that game was more of bad execution from Arizona than it was a dominant game by Detroit. So I'm, I'm still not a believer in this Lions team. The Colts defense, we know overall has been really good. They're going to get Darius Leonard back, which I think is going to help shore that up even more. But Matt Stafford's a dangerous, dangerous man. He's not washed up. I think Detroit can keep this close. And as a result, I will lean the Lions here. 
so Indianapolis is coming off of a bye. They're actually healthy on both sides. Um, they, they had that big win, come from behind win against the Bengals, as uh, Max alluded to. Uh, here's the thing about Detroit. They actually struggled to get to 23 points. And in this game, I think you're going to need more than 23 points to win the game. I think the Colts have the higher ceiling offensively. I trust their defense more. Um, I actually think 27 is what it's going to take to win this game. I've got it roughly around 27 to 23. So um, I actually have this written down as a bet. I'm going to bet the Indianapolis Colts. Styles make fights. Speaking of which, there's a couple good fights tonight, and uh, or well, they would have been last night. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> the uh, Indianapolis Colts have uh, very good defense, and Styles make fights, and the Detroit offense is near the bottom of the pack. That's where this game's going to be decided. Colts are going to win on the defensive side of the ball and cover. So I will bet the Colts. Going to bet the Colts. Okay. It's a lean for me on the Colts. I can't quite get there. It's closer. It's it's so close, I should say. Yeah, I can't quite do it. Just a lean for me. Uh, the total in this one is 49 and a half. I want confirmation uh, that this is actually a good defense by Indianapolis. I am not so sure anymore. Really? No. Yeah. No. I think they're middle of the pack in the AFC, which means they're probably the most dominant NFC defense there is. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I have this going over. I have this score 27 Colts, 25 Lions for a total of 52, so a slight over there. Yeah, I, I think this one's going to be really close when it comes to the over-under. When I, when I did the notes last night, um, it was at 50, so now it's trending under 49.5. Um, the, the, the Colts put up decent numbers against the Bengals and the Jets, but not so much against the Browns and the Bears. So I, I got to lean this as an under. Colts 28, Detroit Lions 20, adds up to 48. No dumb push, leaning the under. Leaning the under. Okay. That's in. Yeah, it's it's an under for me, too. Not by a lot. Whew, I like that 51 a lot more. Uh, 49 and a half is still an under by the skin of our teeth. Oh, my God. All right. Next up, we are looking at Minnesota Green Bay. Boy, I think three of us. On the early show, all liked Green Bay, and it was six and a half, and now it's six. Still like Green Bay. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't for the Cowboys' absolute collapse, I'd say the Vikings would be the next team in line under the microscope. They're just saddled with this really large quarterback contract for a quarterback who is not a franchise quarterback. They traded away their star wide receiver in the offseason. They've let most of their vaulted defense just go, and now they are reaping what they've sowed. This is a one in five team that looks like a one in five team. It's not like it's not like the Falcons, where the Falcons are a bad team that you know shouldn't be a bad team. This is a bad team. They cannot play defense. Their offense just completely stalls out most of the game. The secondary is possibly the most vulnerable in the league, and I'm comparing them to Atlanta and Dallas. I think with the rookies that they got in there, they just get burned all the time. So now they need to contain Aaron Rodgers at home. Fresh off of a big game, divisional game. Man, I know Aaron Jones is out for the Packers. So I mean, fantasy implications would be Jamal Williams, Arch, if you have, you know, Aaron Jones in your lineup like you did last week, or you know, yeah, switch something out. Maybe keep an eye on Jamal Williams here. Uh two weeks in a row. I hate myself. I'm back in the frauds. That's right. This is a bet on the Packers. I'm so proud of you. I, I, you're becoming a believer, even though you'll probably never say those words. Uh, Dalvin Cook is actually listed as questionable, but he will start and have no limitations. So probably look for that cue to be deleted next to his name. Um, you know, I look at the Packers and I look at their schedule and I look at what they've done. And I just, that Tampa Bay game stands out as an outlier in a, in a fluke. Like that's not the, I, I think the Packers are just clamoring to get another shot at, at Tampa Bay. Uh, they've been incredibly consistent on the offensive side of the ball, scoring better than 30 points in every single game. Sands Tampa game. Um, interesting thing about this game: the forecast is very, very windy, gusting up to forty miles per hour. The Packers are going to be without Mason Crosby, so hopefully, maybe it's not a field goal game or something. The Packers could be in trouble, but 
I'm leaning with Max here. I don't, I don't think it will be. Uh, Kirk Cousins is tied with Carson Wentz with the most interceptions in the NFL at 10. So he's a Damn. bit of a turnover machine. I'm, I'm, I'm with Max, though. I, when they signed him to that monster deal, I'm like, Kirk Cousins is not a franchise guy. What are you guys doing? But who the hell knows? But, uh, you know, lastly, Green Bay's 3-0 and against the spread uh, versus the Vikings since last year. I think they make it 4-0. This is an easy bet for me. I'm betting the Packers. Bet in the Packers. The uh, matchup between Minnesota's offense and Green Bay's defense is a pretty even matchup, but Green Bay's defense can let up some points as well. And then on the other side, it's the Minnesota defense against the Green Bay Packers offense where you're going to have problems. But with the week off, they should be able to prepare, I think, a little bit, keep the game a little bit closer. You're going to have weather issues. I'm ever so slightly leaning Green Bay. Okay. Gotcha. Man, I was ready to do it. Uh, I'm still going to bet Green Bay, but listening to Panther, he's just listing reason after reason why I should be betting Minnesota. <laughs> just It's gone from seven to six. So obviously, you know, I don't know where the money is, Max, but I would be shocked if it's all on Green Bay. Man, this is, yeah, something feels wrong. Feels like we're walking right into a trap. Max is going to be texting me tomorrow at uh, noon saying, walked into a Green Bay trap. Well, yeah, more than likely, we're going to be walking into a Green Bay trap, and, uh, and it's going to falter. Um, it's it's not that bad. I mean, the okay. money is on Green Bay. Like, I mean, the money is on Green Bay, but it's not like a one sided thing. It is it is close. In the 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 public and the the money split on Green Bay mm-hmm. is close. So I I I wouldn't quite call the T word just yet. I do see that some money did come in on Minnesota. Uh, a couple of days ago. Okay. So that might be the line shift that we're seeing here. I, I'm not quite Ooh. worried just yet. Just fell off a cliff. I see that. Okay. Yeah. No. Oh, boy. I'm betting Green Bay. Total is 49 and a half. I got this one going way over. Boy. I have Packers winning 35 to 23. So that is a 58 point game. <sighs> That, that, that actually scares me because I've got it going way over. I did these notes last night. And it was 51 and now it's 49 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Trap city, but I, I'm betting the over. I, I just don't see where that number came from. Um, I like the over. Probably from 49 mile an hour winds. No, yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I think I, Rogers is going to get a little help on his 80 yard bombs. Yeah, probably. I, I have the game. Um, Max, a little bit more accurate than you. I have it 36 to 23. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more accurate. But listen, man, like almost all the money's coming in on the under. Yeah. Uh, it's just crazy. Like it's just hammering the under here. So it's got to be that wind. Every, I mean, they made a pretty big note about the wind, but I think that only is, is going to affect the field goals. Um, I don't think it'll affect uh, Cousins and Rogers' ability to throw the ball. Well, I think it depends on which way the wind is blowing. If it's blowing across the field versus um, from end zone to end zone. So if it's blowing across the field, I think they'll be able to deal with it. But end zone to end zone makes it a little bit more difficult for the team that's fighting the wind. So I, then, it, you know, it's going to be a every other quarter kind of which team scores type of thing. But I'm trusting my numbers. Nine is a big enough stretch for me, so I'm going to bet the over here too. You are going to bet the over, okay? I, I'm going on the under here. I, I I have this coming under barely, just barely, but it's an underplay nonetheless. Okay, uh, we're looking at New England Buffalo. This this used to be a, a one sided matchup, and it might be a one sided matchup again. Uh, Buffalo is minus four, and that's where they opened. Yeah, let's rewind to week three. And these two teams looked like they were both <clears throat> going to be just great. They, they looked like they, they were going to compete for the AFC East this year and have you know a really good rivalry. Uh, fast forward to now, and I see two teams that are in trouble. Uh, the Bills are obviously in less trouble since they've managed to get more early wins than New England, but it still won't be a cakewalk for the Bills the, the rest of the way out. Their defense... It's just been a shell of its former self. But luckily for them, they play a Patriots offense that has just been absolutely dreadful. Uh, Cam Newton looks lost out there. The Patriots just forgot how to score in the red zone. Uh, rumors are is that Bill is ready to sell any player on the team. Or it just could be a ruse to get into Buffalo's head. Uh, 
They need to win. The Bills need to win this one to hold off Miami. I can't imagine it's been a good week of practice for these defensive players. The coaches probably spent a bare amount of time reminding them how they were losing to the Jets at halftime. So the Bills should win this one. They should cover. I really don't want to bury Bill Belichick just yet. Uh, But here I am. I'm leaning Buffalo. I can't quite pull the trigger. My numbers do say to bet them. Mm -hmm. Like I should. I just can't. I will lean the Bills. Yeah, I think there comes a time where we we just have to say they are who they are. Like, you know, you you can't fix what ain't broke, but you can't fix what's just shattered into pieces. And the Patriots are just, I mean, he's got to be writing love letters to Tom Brady or something. New England's only averaging nine points per game in their last three games, all losses. Um, You know, Buffalo actually hasn't been much better. They're only averaging 17 points per game in their last three uh, two losses against championship caliber teams and a win against a one double a college football jets team. So, uh, both teams struggling incredibly bad. Um, Buffalo beats bad teams though. You know, when you, you look at their record and you look at who they've beaten, they beat up on the bad teams, uh, sans Rams. I don't, I'm not trying to throw the Rams under the bus. Um, they have that one and then let the Rams come back and probably should have lost that one, to be honest. Uh, interesting new England, as bad as they've been offensively, now they have no Julian Edelman. He's going to go on the IR, bone-on-bone, uh, bone, some kind of surgery. And um, now they have no identity. They can't really run the ball. They don't know who their running back is. I don't know who they're going to have as a, as a wide receiver. There's no Edelman. So New England's really, really in trouble. Um, I expect Cam – this has got to be Cam Newton, right? He's going to have to run. He's going to have to throw and hope somebody catches it. But I just don't see where the Patriots are in this game. Um, I got to bet Buffalo here. You're right. Week eight, we're in the middle of the season. Right now, teams are who they are. There's probably maybe one or two teams that will either get better or worse than they've shown so far. I I think when you're looking at this game, you know, the last couple of weeks, Buffalo's really struggled to score. The only way they've put points on the board for the most part is with their field goal kicker. At some point, they might break out, but they're really kind of one-dimensional. Throw the ball to Stefan Diggs, and that's pretty much about it. I think in that respect, New England can keep the game close. I'm going to lean New England. All right. Got you. Uh, I'm going to lean Buffalo here. Just like Max, my sheet also says bet Buffalo. I just can't do it. I just cannot do it. Uh, New England's had the third hardest schedule in the AFC behind the Raiders and the Texans. And thankfully, it's going to get their strength of schedule is going to get a little bit, you know, um, less. It's going to get less hard because they're playing Buffalo, which is one of the worst strength of schedule teams. So it's a lean for me on Buffalo. I I can't bury the hoodie yet, but the hoodie did say you are what your record says you are. Uh, the total in this one is 41. Uh, over. <laughs> I'm just going to record that and just insert it. Uh, I got the Bills winning 25 to 19. So that is a 44 point game. It's a barn burner. It's it's going to be a high scoring affair. <laughs> I mean, this there's still there's still two NFL teams. I really can't name a lot of these players for the Patriots now. Um but you know, but this two NFL teams that should be able to get into the low 20s. It just seems very doable. So, yeah, I'm betting the over here. I'm with you, Max. This, the, the score is going to be um, on the New England side. They're going to score 19 or 20 points, but I only have Buffalo scoring 21 or 22. So to me, I'm ever so slightly on the over, but I'm damn close to a dumb push. Oh, whew, avoided the dumb push. I'm just on the opposite. Just barely. It's an underplay for me. So <laughs> I hope you don't get stuck with this game because it's going to be a snoozer. <laughs> Whoever's out there. All right, Tennessee, Cincinnati next up. Titans opened up minus four. They're minus seven or seven and a half even at my bookie. Uh, Titans going to look to bounce back from the first loss of the season, take it out on the Bengals. Derrick Henry had a quiet week against the Steelers defense, but don't expect that to happen two weeks in a row. Additionally, Ryan Tannehill should be able to put up some big yards and plays against the Bengals defense. For Cincinnati, it's the progression of Joe Burrow. It's not necessarily winning games. That's the most important thing to them. In fact, they'd probably be better off losing games, getting some high draft picks, 
building a team around Burrow and just, you know, again, having him continue to progress and, and get better. The Bengals, they've dealt with some injuries. They've dealt with some disgruntled players. So while I think uh, Burroughs will do what he needs to do out on the field, it's just the overall lack of talent, the injury to Joe Mixon, the inability to keep up with the Titans that will result in another loss. That all said, it's a bit much for me. I think Cincinnati can keep this closer as they have most of the most of the season against most of the teams. So I will lean the Bengals. Yeah, the one as the anti uh, Buffalo New England game, you kind of maybe hope you get stuck with this one because there's going to be some points scored. Uh, Tennessee's first in takeaways in the NFL, and so you kind of Joe Burrow's ability to stay upright and and be protected. You want him to not have to be under a lot of pressure because those Titans are really good uh, at creating fumbles and getting interceptions. Um, and then Cincinnati's tied with Philadelphia and sacks allowed. So we go back to that offensive line. They've given up 28 sacks in seven games, so four sacks a game. Um, so that it, that's the big key for Joe Burrow is just, can the guy get like just two and a half seconds? Can he breathe? Can he take a breath before he throws the ball? Give this guy a chance to throw. Interestingly enough, when you dig deeper into the stats, he's thrown nine touchdowns this year. Six of them were against the two games against the Browns. He's only thrown three touchdowns against all the other games. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if you know Burrow can put together a full, complete game against this Titan defense that gives up a lot of yards on the ground and in the air. Um, Tennessee against the spread, they're fourteen and two with Ryan Tannehill. Um, so. But except for Buffalo, here's the thing. It's just like Max touched on. Except for the Buffalo game that the Titans won, Tennessee does not win big. All of their games have been close. They, they Jacksonville by a field goal, Minnesota by one. They lost to Pittsburgh overtime with Houston. So I'm with Max here. I think the Bengals can keep this close, but I'm only going to lean it. I'm going to lean Cincinnati. I think the reason this game is probably going to be close is because you have two decent offenses against two pretty bad defenses so if you're a fantasy football player this is one of the games you want to circle and kind of load up on those players i think tennessee is going to have the bigger advantage though of the offense versus the defense both teams are going to score at will i think tennessee is going to score a little bit more at will so i'm actually going to bet tennessee you're going to bet tennessee i'm right there with you man I, i'm so close i just can't quite get over the hump i'm going to lean the titans here Oh boy. Uh the total in this one is fifty-one, down from fifty-five and a half. It will be over. Oh, well what a shock. Titans are gonna win this one twenty-one. Uh sorry, twenty-nine to twenty-four. Ooh. Add that up, that is fifty-three points. There you go. Um I've I've got it worse than that. Like one, if not both of these teams, I think is getting into the thirties. Um Rich didn't give Rich did not give these defenses their due diligence. They're both really, really bad. Um, Tennessee's games, I mean, they give up points, 42, 30, 30. Like, they give up points. So, um, I got this going way over. I, I'm kind of shocked that it's dropped four points. So, I'm betting the over. I have it uh, 35 for Tennessee Titans and 25 for the Cincinnati Bengals. So, I'm going to go way over myself and bet the over. You're going to go bet over. Okay. Way over. All right, I'm the anti-Max today. I'm the anti-Pickle. Uh, I'm, go I'm going to go on the under for this one. Oh, boy, I'm curious to see if Max and I will agree on any total coming up at all. I think one. I, I think, think we yeah, got maybe, one. Maybe so. I predict one, yeah. All right, next up, we got the Raiders going to the Browns. Uh, Cleveland opened up minus three. Yeah, minus three. They're two and a half now, minus two and a half. Man, yeah, um, we kind of covered a lot of this game on yeah. the fantasy show. Uh, despite the loss of OBJ for Cleveland, the awful pass defense from the Raiders should still allow Baker Mayfield to just sling the ball down the field. And I think the same can be said for Derek Carr. Uh, for Vegas, uh, there are some concerns about the health of Josh Jacobs, but even without him, I think LA, uh, sorry, Vegas, geez, Oakland. I went all the way back. Oakland, I went all the way back to LA. Uh, <laughs> Vegas should have enough weapons here to go tit for tat with Cleveland. Uh, the Browns can run the ball, but if Vegas can step up like they did against the Chiefs, I think this could be an absolute upset. I actually do have the Raiders winning this game. 
I'm not going to money line it. I'm going to take those points and bet Las Vegas. Uh, yeah. So one thing that consistent about the Ohio teams, um, their defenses are horrible. Um, both defenses are horrible here, giving up over 400 yards per game on each side. Las Vegas scores 34 or more points when they win, but they're only scoring around 20 points when they lose. So, uh, how their offense produces against that porous Browns defense will go a long way in determining this game. Cleveland is averaging 37 points in their wins. They're only averaging six and a half in their losses. Albeit their losses have been Pittsburgh and Baltimore, two Super Bowl contenders. Uh, Miles Garrett has nine sacks at, on the season. He's had at least one sack in six straight games. Um, the entire offensive line for the Raiders missed last week, and you saw what the Buccaneers did to him. We'll see if they've recovered and can uh, be a little bit better today or tomorrow, I guess. Um all six Las Vegas games have gone over. And Cleveland only wins against cupcakes. I don't know that the Raiders are necessarily a cupcake. I've got Cleveland in a lean. I really don't have a confidence in either one of this. I think I want to watch this game, but I don't think I can bet it. I'm going to lean Cleveland. I don't think Las Vegas is a cupcake either, but I think their defense is cupcake-ish. They're, uh, I think, right 28th in the league. Should be another big day for Baker Mayfield. Uh, I expect both teams to put light up the scoreboard. And if you're right about that, Panther, that you got to get over, what is it, 30 you said for the uh, Vegas to be competitive, I think they'll get to 30. So I'm going to lean the Vegas Raiders. Lean Raiders. Uh, It's it's a lean for me on the Raiders too. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Just can't quite get over the hump. Um, Just so, yeah, it's just a lean for me. This is going to be a pretty close game, though, man. And if it's going to be uh, over under max, 49 and a half. This one is going to be over. There we go. Raiders win 28 to 27 for a total of 55. Mm. Uh, I got it way higher than that. This is another one of those games where I think both teams could be in the 30s. I'm betting the over way over. Yeah, I have both teams scoring in the 30s. I have a 33 to 34 for the Browns winning. So that game goes way over too. The only thing that worries me, and Arch and I were talking about this before it started, this line for the over and under has moved a ton yes. from the beginning of the week and way, yeah, way, down. way, way down from its original total. So that has me a little nervous, but I have one team scoring 75% of what's needed, so I'm still going to bet the over. Yeah, I'm on the over here too. Uh, I wasn't on the over at the 55 and a 55 and a half mark at the 49 and a point five. I am on the over by the skin of our goddamn teeth, man. Whew. It is an overplay though. So Max and I agreed on one lock it up next up. <laughs> we've got the New York jets going to Kansas city chiefs opened up minus 20 and they either minus 20 and a half or minus 20 just depends on your book. Yeah, last time the Jets started a season 0-7, they managed to eventually win a game uh, in Week 10, but then lost the rest of that season <laughs> to go for a 1-15 record. Winning a game this year will be a lofty goal for them. Winning a game this week will be impossible. Casey's only problem is looking ahead. Uh, I think that there's a lack of motivation, and... Uh, with Le'Veon Bell wanting to get revenge against Adam Gase, I think there's plenty of motivation for KC to push this to a big win. But, I mean, does KC keep the foot on the pedal to win by three touchdowns? Maybe, but it's definitely risky. Uh, I do have them winning. I do have them covering. I think it's too rich for my blood. I do think that it's going to be a lot of running between Bell and Hilaire. So um, I'll still lean the Chiefs. My numbers say they do this, but I'm I'm – not in love with it by what five six what they uh how 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 much they win by yeah 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 you've got you i know you've got them covering the 20 I do. 25 um, 28 what are you at no no less than that oh, okay. I, I think I, I have this at uh 22, 22. like i mean okay. it's it, it's that's it's close ish yeah. like it's it's they cover by 20 plus it's probably it's probably three touchdowns it, re- it really is it's probably like right there at three touchdowns but yeah uh i can't i can't bet it uh, yeah, I think the only interesting thing about this game is if you're betting it and, and betting the Chiefs, whether the Jets can come close. You know, you take away that Denver game, 
the Jets are only averaging nine and a half points per game. They've scored 20 points total in their last three games. Uh, so this is a team that's just inept on offense. Um, they're waiting for the season to, to be over so they can fire their coach and see what they do in the draft. Uh, Kansas City has scored 32 or more points in four of their seven games. They scored 43 last week, and the offense couldn't even muster 300 yards. Like uh, Their defense has been incredible. They've given up points of 16, 17, 10, and 20. Um, the only team that's really gotten to them offensively is Vegas. Uh, and that's just kind of an outlier. The, the Chiefs have actually been really good on the defensive side of the ball. Um, this comes down to one thing for me, whether, whether he starts off and, and gets a lot of carries up front or it's in garbage time, Le'Veon Bell is going to run like a possessed man. I expect him to damn near cover the 21 points by himself. I really think Le'Veon Bell is going to tee off on this Jets team, just a big double flip off to, to uh, the Jets organization. I've got Kansas City covering this game, so I'm going to bet the Chiefs. Uh, the Jets are one in six against the number on the year, and the Kansas City's five and two. You look, I mean, there's just no way the Jets are going to win this game. I just have a real hard time putting three touchdowns, starting three touchdowns down, even with the Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL game. I can see some stupid BS, meaningless field goal at the end just screwing me. So I'm just going to lean Kansas City. Yeah, it's a lean for me on Kansas City, too. 20 is too many. Just too many, even against the Jets. Uh, and if they do come out running the ball, that's a path to the, the Jets covering. I mean, shit, if Kansas City's running the ball, it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, the total in this one actually trended up. It opened at 48. It's 49 now. And I say it is an under. There we go. Chiefs 34, Jets 12, total of 46. I like this under. Yeah, I'm kind of like right there with you. I, I, when I put all my stuff together, I the Jets ceiling is like 10 points. That's just where they are. That's who they are. They, they can't score. Um, and Kansas City on accident should put up about 34. That's where I got about 34 to 10. So, uh, yeah, I'm on the under as well. Yeah, I have the Jets scoring 10 or 11 points in Kansas City coming in between 30 and 33. So I'm on the under for number three. Just leaning that one, though, huh, Richard? Just leaning that one. That's okay. not a big enough uh, spread from my spreadsheet to bet it based upon my experience. Yeah, it's an underplay for me as well. Big surprise. But two for two. We agreed, Max. There we go. We finally, finally. that'll yeah. probably be the end of it. You know, I also agree with you on your choice of sports book. You should agree with me on my choice of sports book because that sports book is my bookie. All these bets that I am saying on the show, I have already locked them in. I locked them in this morning. So these lines that uh, that we're talking about, I've locked them in over at my bookie. So whether you are new to online sports betting or a seasoned pro, my bookie strives to create the absolute best online betting experience for all of their customers. I'm telling you, it's really easy to use. This morning, went through everything, locked them in. Good to go. You want to watch the games live on Sunday, do some live betting, a few clicks away on your computer or your phone. You deserve to bet with the best. So head over to mybookie.ag, sign up now using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. You can claim a deposit match. Guys, do you know what the deposit match is? Anyone? $1,000. $1,000. That's right, Panther. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help, a head start to a winning season. That's promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN to claim your bonus when you make your deposit. Sign up today. Jump on these great NFL picks with us. And now back to your regularly scheduled degeneracy. It's nice. You know, after the, my bookie, I was, you know, it's kind of like Rich. I was uh, hunting some websites looking for big spreads too. So it's like Rich. Uh, we've got Rams, Miami next up. The Rams on the road open up minus three and a half. They are minus three and a half against a you know rookie QB. Hate this. Hate this one. Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, uh, one person that's going to get to meet Aaron Donald this week is Tua. <laughs> it's going to be a very warm welcome to the NFL. But with two weeks to be prepared, a coach who was able to game plan very well against the Niners, I think this is going to be a rougher week for the Rams than it is for the Dolphins. Uh, the Rams' defense can be elite at times from AFC standards, or uh, they cannot be elite when they get pressure on the quarterback, when they force people to throw to Ramsey, they look like an awesome defense, but there's just times where there's their cracks show and they give up chunks of yards and big plays. Uh, 
And I hate them <laughs> when I see that happen. And offensively, it's it's kind of the same thing. It's fast paced, move the ball, or it's slow, it's clunky, it looks like garbage out there. I do think the Dolphins defense can make Jared Goff look like the rookie this week as opposed to Tua. So I would not be shocked if Miami wins this one. Uh, I hate the Rams here as a road favorite heading out to the East Coast right before their bye week. So I'm absolutely leaning the Dolphins here. I think that that they probably win this one. Yeah, this is actually a really big game for the Rams because we've touched on it week in and week out when we talk about them that you know they had the, the four wins against the NFC East, which we're not giving a lot of credit for. Um, they beat the Bears, not giving a lot of credit for that. So they, they really need to beat a good opponent. And I think Miami's good enough to fall in that category. But now we have this whole big question of, um, they benched Fitzpatrick after he, he played really well. He had the seventh best QBR when they decided to bench him and go with Tua. Um, but I got to believe the Dolphins management coaching staff, this was a game plan. They know what they have in Tua. And I'm not expecting a, a huge drop off. The Dolphins win big. When they do win, they win big. And when they lose, they're losing close. And they've lost close to um, some good teams. Uh, they were in that game against Seattle, they only lost to Buffalo by three. Um, so they're right there. Uh, the teams are pretty even. Actually, when you look at the stats, you look at the scoring, the Rams score 25, the Dolphins score just south of 27. Both defenses are really sound coming in under 20 points per game. Um, interesting stat. You might like this, uh, Max. I don't know. Jared Goff completes 81% of his passes when he's outside of the pocket, only 65% when he's in the pocket. So it might be Good idea for them to roll him out and get him on the move. But as far as the game goes, myself, I'm in kind of agreeing with Max here. Um, I'm not confident enough to bet it. I'm going to lean Miami, though. It's uh, going to be, I think, a pretty low-scoring game. I, I do think that um, Tua should come out and play pretty well. He's had two weeks to prepare. The, the team's raving about him in practice. NFL players say he looks like an NFL quarterback. It's going to be a lot of pressure on him, though, because the Miami Dolphins can't run the ball very well, and the Rams are one of the better defenses against the run. So the game is going to fall. The first game is going to fall on his shoulders for sure. I think he'll do okay. I'm going to lean the Miami Dolphins. All right, got it in. Yeah, it's a lean for me on the Dolphins as well. I like that home team catching points. Not quite enough to bet it. Man, you're right, though. The Rams have the second worst strength of schedule in the NFL right now behind the uh, Colts and their elite defense. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I'm just worried about the Rams. We'll, we'll see. The Miami's a significantly better team than um, their average uh, strength of schedule here. So this should be interesting. Uh, the total in this one is 46. Uh, uh, it's called over. 45 and a half. It's called 40. That's most people. 45 okay. and a half. Over, over, over. Okay. Uh, Dolphins win this one 26-24, total of 50. Yeah, I, I'm thinking this is an overplay, too. It still falls in the hole. The defense is neither defense is really elite, and we're not really sure what the Rams are because they've kind of been not, not challenged by their opponents. So I, I think both these teams can get into the mid, mid-20s. So, yeah, I, I like the over here. It's a bet. I think, uh, as I mentioned in the uh... – commentary the game is going to be a defensive game i'm i'm on the under here close to betting it but right now just leaning the under okay yeah i'm gonna just shade the over here slightly uh the 47 i was probably on the under yeah at 45 and a half i'm on the over it's gonna be an exciting game i'm really curious we've got so many questions that are potentially answered in this game uh, i'm excited to see this one all right next up we got new orleans going to the chicago gimmicks uh, New Orleans open up minus four on the road. They're minus five. Um, the Bears coming off that road loss to the Rams. Now they're at risk of dropping to five and three on the season. There's just some chatter amongst the players. Uh, Nick Foles being one of them questioning Matt Nagy's play calling. Well, basically saying that what he's calling out there is is plays that he he would be calling for Pat Mahomes and not necessarily plays he should be calling for Nick fucking Foles. Uh, New Orleans, though, uh, you know, they need to come out with a win. Uh, they need to keep up with the surging bucks. Drew Brees and company, they, they just continue to have to overcome a litany of injuries. Emmanuel Sanders still out with the COVID issues. Michael Thomas is nearing a return, 
but it's not going to be this week. I do have New Orleans winning this one. I do have them covering this one. I just don't feel great about betting them and betting them on the road here. I'm going to just lean the Saints. Yeah, I, I look, uh, listeners, if you guys are betting this game on either side, get on the website or the app and let us know because this is probably the biggest question mark in the entire schedule. Um, I don't trust either one of these teams, to be honest. Um, New Orleans wins are very close. They don't blow anybody out. Um, you know, Detroit by six, Chargers in overtime, Carolina. Uh, I would put the Bears kind of in that category of opponent. They're, they're not – you know, a great opponent, and um, this game will probably be close. Chicago's eight and four following a loss, and they're five and zero oh in short weeks under Nagy. Uh, New Orleans is fourteen and four against the spread on the road since last or uh, twenty eighteen. So, uh, kind of two different factors here. If you like to follow those kind of numbers, uh, Saints are really good on the road, and Bears are apparently pretty good following a loss on a short week. So. I, I I hate it on the I hate the Bears. I, I, I say it every single I, I hate the Bears, but they just seem to keep things close, annoyingly close. So I'm going to lean the Bears here. The uh, Saints have won the last five meetings between these teams by more than enough to cover the line today. But I think Drew Brees, they've been living on borrowed time without all of their weapons out on the field. The Bears should be able to corral Alvin Kamara. That's going to put a lot of pressure on nobody's here. Uh, they're nobody's wide receivers that they have. Jared Cook, eh, you know, the tight end did okay last week against the Bears for the Rams. But I think the Bears have a shot to actually win this game. I'm going to bet the Bears. Oh, no. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria, man. Whew. I'm going to lean New Orleans here. I... I I have them winning pretty solidly, but I just don't trust them enough to pull the trigger. So I, yeah, the bears worry me. <laughs> How do you prepare against like just pure chaos? That <laughs> They're so wild. They're so uh, gimmicky. I guess I would say. Hmm? They probably need to get gimmicky because the, the, the base offense, they completely cannot run the ball. Not only are they, cannot they not run the ball. The saints are actually really good against the run. So maybe they need to that little super bowl thing that Foles did with the Eagles. Like they're going to have to break out some gimmick plays because this really is an offensively challenged team. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, the, uh, total in this one is 42 and a half down from 45 and a half. I still got it going over. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have the Saints again. I said I have the Saints easily winning this one, thirty to nineteen. Ooh. I, ha- I have them just shellacking the Bears here. So that is a total of forty nine. Even if I'm off by six points here, I think it's still a little over. So uh, I like the over in this one. The disrespect for the Bears' defense. My goodness. I, I, you know, I, I, I say what my spreadsheet says. You know I'm rooting for the Bears to win this one. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Bears give up 20 points per game. They gave up 24 to the Rams, uh, 16 to the Panthers, uh, 19 to the Buccaneers, 19 to the Colts. I mean, you have to go back to the Falcons game, and they gave up 26 there. So the Saints getting to 30, I think, is a real stretch. 42 and a half is such a low number. I think it gets over that, but I don't think it's much over that. I'm kind of like in a 24 to 20 type game here. Yeah, I'm sniffing a 24 to 21 game myself. So I'm leaning the, uh, I'm leaning the uh, uh, very, yeah, it's to me, it's a real close one. I'm, I'm going to lean the over. Yeah, I'm going to lean the under. I have it really close too, but just ever so slightly on the under. But it wouldn't surprise me if it just came out and just the wheels fell off and, you know, New Orleans just, just blows them out of the water. Well, that, that's the thing because the, the 20 is kind of like the bare ceiling. In their losses, they score 10 against the Rams, 11 against the Colts. So it, you kind of need the Bears to hold up their end of the bargain. And I really don't think the Saints are going to get to 30 in this game. All right. There you go. Uh, next up, we are looking at San Francisco, Seattle. Seattle opened up minus four. They are minus three right now. Uh, Seahawks are playing over their heads for a few weeks. It finally caught up with them. Now they get a chance to bounce back against a division rival. Seattle has been trying to add some pieces to that scattershot defense, but it's still not going to be enough. Uh, they're going to just give up a slew of points from here on out for the Niners especially for Jimmy G, this would be a good chance to put up some big numbers, get a division win, make the NFC West even more of a muddled mess than it already is. The problem is 
Seattle's just such a fucking lucky team. And I could see this coming down to a game-winning field goal. Uh, what's the line you got? Three? Three. At, at three, I technically have this as a push. But uh, for the sake of your spreadsheet, I will lean Seattle here. Oh, that, God. Packers and Seahawks in the same day? You gotta, at, least, you gotta, at least I faded your fraud bears. There you go. Got to get you. Got to get you some beer or something. Uh, yeah, you know the, the, the Seahawks defense has just actually been one of the worst. Probably it might be the worst. With apologies, to the Cowboys. They're giving up 484 yards per game, 373 in the air. Jimmy Garoppolo, who only averages like six and a half yards in the air when he throws the ball, actually might have a field day in this game. Um, Seattle's just got all kinds of injury problems. All three running backs are questionable and doubtful to play. They're without safety, Jamal Adams. They're without cornerback Shaq Griffin. Um, and they leave, they give up 15 yards per catch to tight ends. Hello, George Kittle. I mentioned him on the Thursday's or, uh, fantasy show. Um, man, this, this game is going to be scoring, scoring, and more scoring. Seattle's 13 and four against the spread versus San Francisco since 2012. I'm I'm with math. I, this might be a 13-4 and one. Like it's one of those dumb pushes of riches. But I'll lean San Francisco. And when you look at this game, you have the worst defense. That can't be true. The Cowboys have to be the worst. Orders defense. of magnitude worse than anybody else. Yeah. So, but numbers wise, the Seahawks rank as the worst defense. The 49ers offense is pretty good, a little bit above average. So I think on that side of the ball, San Francisco will be able to put up points. On the other side, you have kind of the opposite thing. You have the number one offense against the number five defense. I think San Francisco will be able to kind of hold uh, the lucky Russell Wilson somewhat in check. And they're going to cover in this game, I think. I'm going to lean the 49ers. Oh, you caught me off guard when you said they're going to cover this game. I think I thought you were betting it. I'm going to bet it. I'm going to bet San Francisco plus the three right now. Wish I got it at the four. You know what? I have a plus three, too. Screw it. I'll, I'll bet San Francisco. So I, I, I was real close. Just a little bit of peer pressure gets me like, oh, I'll bet San Francisco with you. He's going to come back on Monday complaining that he listened to me. I know this. I know it. No, I don't complain ever. Oh. Just when the show's off, then apparently yeah, right, right. I'm a, off air. Then, then I'm a green pickle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the total in this one opened at 54. It's 53 and a half now pretty much everywhere. I know, I know. Over. I got it. Seahawks 30, 49ers 27. Total of 57. Game-winning field goal, I'm telling you. I, I, I like what Max said there. I, maybe San Francisco's just got such a lower ceiling uh, on their offensive side of the ball. I, I feel very confident the Seahawks can get into the 30s. I don't know if San Francisco can get to the 30s. I kind of hope so. But, um, yeah, this is a fairly easy overplay for me. I have that the is- inverse score from you, Max. I have San Francisco 30, Seattle 27. So I'm, I'm on the over two. Yeah, it's an overplay for me as well. Um, okay, let's do it. Oh, that defense of Seattle. Uh, yeah, they're going to allow some points. All right. Now we get to the worst defense in the National Football League, Dallas, Philadelphia. I don't know where I say where we should say this line opened because it did technically open at three and a half, but it, it reopened at seven and a half. It's 11 now. Uh, Storyline here is whether Andy Dalton's going to play or if Ben DiNucci is going to get the start. It does seem like DiNucci has been prepared as the starter. Uh, to get, it's, it's today. I think we find out later today. We're going to find out if Dalton's in or out. Um, Danucci, if he does play, will get the pleasure of facing a, a pretty tough Eagles pass rush in in the first game. <clears throat> I think the Eagles should win this one. Uh, it would be a near disaster if they didn't. Uh, they can, you know, point to the fact that they don't have Miles Sanders. They can point to the fact that they don't have Alshon Jeffries. Uh, that could impact their offense. But I think they should have more than enough firepower to light up that. Worse than the league, Cowboys defense. Jerry Jones uh, might be waving the white flag on the season. And to me, I think it's worth throwing the rookie QB out there. See what happens. See what you got there. Uh, barring a terrible injury, it's worth getting him out there. It's, you know, I'd risk worth getting blown out with the rookie out there than just throwing the old man out there and getting blown out anyway. So honestly, the, the Eagles should win here. Uh, I just don't see them as a team that's going to win 
by this big enough of a spread, despite how bad Dallas has played offensively and defensively. The Eagles just don't move the needle for me. Uh, I will lean them. I do. You know, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I will lean Dallas here with those mm-hmm. points. Um, but I, 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 you know, I think that the Eagles win just not by enough. Yeah, when I saw that line, I was like, wow, um, double digit. How far the Cowboys fallen? But um, you know, we 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 beat up on their defense all year, but now with no Dak Prescott, their offense is is New York Jets esque. Uh, they've scored thirteen points total in their last two games. Um, their defense probably had their best output, holding the Potato Skins to twenty five points last week. <laughs> That's literally their best defense or performance. Uh, I just don't know how you can trust this offense, um, whether it's Dalton or uh, the rookie. Uh, th- th- this Cowboys team is just, they're bad on both sides of the ball. The saving grace for them might just be Carson Wentz. A league-high 12 turnovers, 10 interceptions, two fumbles. A guy just had a hard time holding on to the ball and, and making good decisions. I think the, the big play here has got to be Boston Scott. Uh, he'll replace Miles Sanders at running back again. And going against that Dallas defense that gives up nearly 180 yards per game, I would look for Boston Scott to have a pretty big day. Uh, big thing here, I, I'm sure Vegas takes this into consideration when they make these lines, but Dallas is 0-7 against the spread so far this year. Uh, I think they go 0-8. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going to bet the Eagles. You, you mentioned turnovers, Panther. The Cowboys' defense is probably the, one of the worst at creating turnovers. They, you know, they actually are ranked 32nd. And their offense is one of the worst at turning the balls over. Well, let me look at that. They are the worst at turning the ball over. <laughs> So that's really great football right there. You you can't get turnovers. You turn the ball over a lot. You can't play defense. You can't play offense. That must be Mike McCarthy. That's uh, what he learned when he was on break. Apparently <laughs> so. You, that's how you win. Uh, I hope they start the rookie, Danucci, watching Andy Dalton throw the ball to the running backs 400 times in a game. is kind of boring. At least the kid's going to push the ball down the field, take some chances. He's going to be the one that starts. I don't have any doubt about that. I think he will take some risks, which means the Cowboys might actually score some points at more than three or ten. I'm going to lean the Cowboys. I can't bet against them, so I'm just going to lean the Cowboys. Yeah, 11 is so many points. I can't bet the Cowboys. For me to bet the Cowboys, I need the Cowboys to be plus 27 and a half. That's the uh, McCarthy theorem right there. (laughs) So it's just a lean for me on Dallas plus the 11. All right, the total in this one is 43. Over. I like it. Eagles 26, Cowboys 26. That's a tie. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of deserve it. Like both these teams just kind of deserve that, right? (laughs) You almost, you're rooting for the tie. Um, Man, it's 43, such a low number. I'm over, but like I have no confidence. Like you're, I'm banking on the Eagles to carry this. No confidence in the Cowboys' offense right now, so I'll just lean the over. Yeah, the, the problem with this is the Cowboys' offense minus Dak has just been crap, and you just don't know what you're going to get out of them, and that and that completely screws up all the models. I'm going to lean. Actually, I'm going to bet the over here. I think the Cowboys can't be that bad for that long. They got too much talent on the offensive side of the ball. And like I said, I expect the kid to take some chances. Cowboys might get a couple big plays in here. Maybe one of those Carson Wentz turnovers will be returned for a touchdown and push the game over. So I'm going to bet the over in this spot. I like I to tell you, man, yeah. listen, no, just like we're, we're putting a lot of faith in the Eagles here, guys. I mean, have you watched this team play football since they've won the Super Bowl? Uh, this is a team that constantly – underperforms the expectations are always there for the eagles uh, remember like last year if you if you download and listen to every single episode you talk uh, nfl last season it's like all right the eagles are gonna make their push to the playoffs any day now any week now they're finally gonna do it and i feel the same way about this team this year is they should beat the hell out of the cowboys here which means i don't think they do it well you know they Go ahead, Panther. I'm sorry. No, I, saying, I don't think it's confident in the Eagles. I think it's just that the Cowboys are just so bad. Like, I, I damn near might be looking at the Jets here. The Jets versus the Cowboys would probably give me more pause. 
you know, they say a good coach makes his team and makes players better. And apparently Mike McCarthy's the ante that because he makes the other teams better. So yeah, <laughs> I, I realized that the Eagles kind of struggle. They, they sputter, they stink, but the Cowboys make everybody look good on offense and defense right now. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles win this game by a lot. Yeah. I, I'm going to take the over here. As well, I'm going to agree with Max and all of you guys. I do like that, Rich. You prefaced it saying you just can't, you don't know what to predict and then talked yourself into an over bet. I do that to myself a lot. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting randomly, sitting in the corner, randomly talking to myself about stuff, and then go, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm going to do. And, <laughs> you know, and, and people look at me like they're looking for my headphones and stuff. Is he on the phone? No, he's just nuts. Oh, I, I can concur. All right, Chargers, Denver. Next up, uh, the Chargers open up minus one and a half on the road. They're minus three and a half. Justin Herbert finally got that win that he deserved last week, beating out the Mustache and the Jags. Now he's going to lead the Chargers on the road to Denver, try to win two straight. Uh, Mile high is a tough place to play. And then being a road favorite is in a divisional game is always dicey. But I do believe that Herbert is going to be up to the challenge here. He has stood toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. I do believe that last week's win wasn't the only one we will see from him this season. And this Denver team is beatable, even at home. I know that Melvin Gordon is going to be motivated to take it out on his former team. But I just think the Chargers are going to be too much for the Broncos here. Uh, again, I'm worried about betting them as a road favorite here. But I'm going to do it anyway. I think the Chargers got this one. I will bet San Diego, L.A., whatever the fuck you want to call them, Vegas, whatever, the Chargers. Yeah, they're the Denver Chargers this week. Um, maybe some of these stats will make you feel a little bit better about, about your uh, play here. But you take away that Jets game where the Broncos beat up on the Jets on Thursday night football. Denver's only averaging 15.8 points per game. I mean, the offense is just completely lethargic. Uh, they can't get the running game going. Drew Locke has actually been relatively inefficient and can't get the ball down the field. I- I'm a big Drew Locke guy. I like Drew Locke, but um, they just got to get the guy some more weapons. Uh, the Chargers... Their first three games of the season, they only averaged 18.3 points per game. In the last three games, they're at 32.3. A lot of that goes to Justin Herbert. They open up the offense. And part of that could be part of uh, Austin Eckler not playing, uh, put more pressure on the quarterback to make plays instead of just depending on that running game. The Chargers are losing close games. They are so much better than a 2-4 and four team. They really could be banging on the door of the playoffs had they been able to win the overtime game against New Orleans or beating Carolina or the overtime game against the Chiefs. They've had some really bad breaks, and they're kind of unlucky. Um, Their victories are only against Jacksonville and Cincinnati, a combined record of 2-11-1. So they kind of need – and Broncos aren't much better, but they really need to get a find a signature win in there. But the fact that they could beat up on bad teams makes me feel pretty good about this uh, Bronco game. Herbert's thrown 10 touchdowns and only one pick in his last three games. And the Chargers are 5-1 and one against the spread this year. So uh, all that leads me to agreeing with Max. I'm going to bet the Chargers. Well, you know, as much talk as there has been about Denver being a tough place to play, they've lost all three games at home this year. But <laughs> they've probably played, I would say, maybe the hardest schedule in football so far. They play Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay. The Jets was the only reprieve. Well, the New England team was a reprieve, too, the way they're playing. And Kansas City, that's a pretty tough-ass schedule right there. And and they did against the two teams that were a little bit underwater. They did beat both of them. I think the Chargers probably do win this game, but that hook scares me a little bit. I'm just going to lean them. Yeah, I'm going to lean here, too, on the Chargers. It's exactly right, the hook. The hook is the thing that you got to worry about. So, yeah. I don't disagree with you guys. Man, I... I want to bet it, but I just can't quite get there. So it's just a lean for me on the Chargers. All right, Max. Uh, the total in this one actually trended up. It's, it opened at 44. It's 44 and a half now. Yeah, while Rich was talking, like my headset just went completely bonkers. I was just getting this crazy static, and, and uh, I was telling me that my uh, my mic was disconnected. So I unplugged it, plugged it back in, hopefully. Hey, you sound fine. It's, it's just fine. Okay. Uh, I got this going under. I got this going under. I got uh, this uh, Chargers 25, Denver 19. 
So it's a total of 43. So at 44 and a half, yeah, it's under. Um, I think the Chargers can keep up their scoring barrage, uh, getting over 30 points, 32 points per game the last three games. Um, Broncos, really, their defense has not stopped teams. Kansas City put up 43. Um, Even the Jets put up 28. Tampa Bay, 28. Pittsburgh, 26. So, I kind of bank it on the Broncos to hold up their end of the bargain and get give me like 17 to 20 points. So I'm going to bet the over. I have the game uh, pretty pretty close, 24 to 23. That puts me over, but I'm not going to bet it. Just going to lean over. Yeah, I'm going to go on the under here. I think Max is right. I, I think his spread, his, his point total was almost dead on. So, All right, last game on the board is uh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Pittsburgh opened up plus five and a half. They're plus, f- let's see, call it, let's call it four and a half on the road. I'd say, you know, I, I, most of this episode, I've been a professional leaner and I'm going to end strong with two straight bets because I'm betting on this game too. Uh, Steelers had the Titans dead to rights, but let them get back into the game. It's the, that type of play that they just cannot afford to let happen this week against the Ravens. It's a damn important game both for the AFC North and the AFC in general. The Steelers are going to look to remain unbeaten while the Ravens are looking for a signature win because they need a signature win on this season. Baltimore is coming off of a bye. They should be well-rested, should be well-prepared. But man, Pittsburgh neutralized Derrick Henry. And, and Baltimore's cavalcade of running backs should not be a challenge for them whatsoever. I think we're going to see a solid defensive matchup here. But in the end, I think it's the offenses. I think it's Big Ben versus Jackson. And some points are going to be scored here. And the Steelers are going to come out on top and win this one. But I'm getting points here. So I will bet Pittsburgh with those points. Yeah, Baltimore, Ingram's listed as doubtful. Um, Every indication is he probably won't play. So the rookie, J.K. Dobbins, will get his chance against that elite Steelers defense. They only give up 68 yards per game. Um, Interestingly enough, Lamar Jackson, when he runs for 70 or more yards, Baltimore's 10-1. and Um, But, you know, Max nailed it on the head. You can even go all the way back to last year. They, They are really dominant against bad teams. But against good teams, they've, they're struggle. They've only had one good team this year, the Chiefs, and they beat them by 14. Uh, Pittsburgh's missing three defensive players that are out, two more questionable. Baltimore's coming off their bye, so they've had you know time to prepare for this game. But I'm in the same boat as Max. I think Pittsburgh's the better team, and I'm getting points. I'm going to bet the Steelers. Coming off the bye, I think, is a is a big deal. And Pittsburgh's playing back-to-back road games. Looking at Baltimore, in the last four years, they've won coming off the break. One of those was beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers in back-to-back road games have won three and lost three in their last six. Everything I see here tells me to bet the Steelers uh, in terms of my numbers – but I am going to lean Baltimore based upon Harbaugh's ability to get his team ready to play after a break. They are looking for that signature win. This is going to be it. What about Harbaugh's tendency to pee down his leg and change his enti- entire identity when they're just down by, you know, a touchdown? Yeah, I think that they're not going to do that this week. Looking at, like I say, his record coming off the bye, I, I think they're going to stick to the game plan. Lamar is probably going to get over 70 yards rushing. And I, I think Pittsburgh, looking at the Pythagorean, has been one of the, like I say, luckier teams, but they've won about two games more than they should have so far. Baltimore's about right where they're at, and I, I think that shows up this week in Baltimore. No matter what Harbaugh does, probably finds a way to win this game in cover. <laughs> yeah, and you know, my sheet says the same thing, bet Pittsburgh. I'm going to do it. I'm going to oblige it. I haven't bet that many spreads uh, this week at all, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to bet the Steelers plus the four and a half. So Rich is on Gilligan's Island all by himself. Uh, the total in this one is 46 and a half down from 49. Um, over. I told you, like, again, everyone's expecting this to be two great defenses going at it. In the end, I, I think we're going to see the offenses pick things up. Uh, Steelers 30, Ravens 26 for a total of 56. 
Yeah, I, th- I think the Steelers just on just out of pure principle will score 28 points just to, out of their pure identity of who they are. And I can probably find another field goal here or there somewhere. So, yeah, I, I don't think this is a defensive game by any stretch. I think you're going to see high 20s, low 30s on both sides. So I've got this game going way over. I might, I'm going to probably be way on Rich's Gilligan Island here again. Uh, so as long as I'm with the Marianne or the movie star, that's fine. Um, I have this Baltimore win in 27, 17. So that game goes under, I'm going to lean the under. Yeah. I'm on the under here as well. Just ever so slightly. Uh, it's almost a dumb push for me almost. Uh, but I could never take a dumb push after all the shit talking I've done. So I'm going to shade the under here. Whew. That was fun. Every single game on Sunday. Is that it? I guess that's it, isn't it? That is it. Okay. Su- support Degeneracy by buying our t-shirts. Head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com. Go to the Degen shop. Make sure to download the Degen's app for Android or iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcast, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podsell, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Rest in peace, Sean Connery. Mm. Rich, final words. Yeah, when you go to the site, make sure that you register um, because we're putting some really good content behind the wall. And, and we won't pester you with any emails or any stuff like that because, Arch, you put a really nice recap of all of our picks to make it easy to follow. When you're looking at the, your my bookie account trying to figure out which games to bet, you can see how all of us lined up and maybe pick the ones where we all agree or disagree, however you feel good about that. And also, let your friends know about us. Help, help us grow the show. That's really what we're trying to do here. As Max has said many times, got to pay the bills to keep the lights on. None of us are, are, are salaried, so we all do this for you. So make sure you bring more people to the show by Facebook, by Twitter, by Instagram however it is that you communicate, because you definitely don't want to bet the NFL without the four of us. Panther, load us up, take us home. Oh, my God. We got big college football games today. We got uh, NFL tomorrow. Um, kind of anxious for basketball to come back here pretty soon, but you guys know the deal. It's on the app. It's on the website. Let us know what you did last week, what you're going to do this week, I hope to God to be in a better mood Monday after these plays because I felt pretty good about these NFL picks. If this shits the bed, then I'm just going to start just not doing any more research and let Max do it all. But when it's all said and done, I hope I do what the DGENs do, and that's make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.